Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for joining us on this fast. You know, I really believe, I really believe, I'm not just saying it just because it's fun to say, but I really believe that God is up to something. He's always up to something. And when we unite our hearts and we come together for a common cause, such as fasting and praying, there's so much that God wants to do. There's so much. You know, whatever it is that you might be facing today in, in your own life, in your family, there might be things that are bothering you. It could be something with your family. It could be something, whatever it is. I want you to know that God is fully in control. I want you to know that God has not forgotten about you. I want you to know, and I want to echo, I want to echo this time and again. He is the same God. He is the same God. And he has a perfect plan in place for you. Well, moving on to the word of God this, this afternoon. Firstly, I pray that even as I speak, it would not just be my words, but it would be God speaking through me to each one of you. I pray that God would, would, that, that God would not only communicate to you, but I just pray that even as I share this message today, there would be a deeper desire for the Word of God and applying the Word of God in your life daily. I just pray that as I speak today, I pray that through this message, you would experience, you would experience healing, you would experience breakthrough, you would experience a touch of God, you would experience, uh, you would have an encounter with God, and that God would do something fresh for you today through this message. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are going on with, we're moving on with, with part two of our message. Uh, the series this month is called Unshakable Foundation. And our unshakable foundation as the church, as Hope DXB, is the Word of God. If we don't have that as our foundation, as I said last week, at some point in time, we're going to crumble and fall. We need to have the Word of God in our hearts at all times. We need to get into the Word of God at all times. It's really important. And last week I said, why does the Word of God matter? Is it, is it, is it a man's word about, is the Bible man's word about God? Or is the Bible God's word to us? And we as a church believe very strongly in the truth of Scripture, in the truth of the Word of God, that the Bible is God's Word to us. The Bible says, and let me paraphrase that in 2 Timothy 3.16, the Bible is God-breathed, which means it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And the Bible is, 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 is important for teaching, training, rebuking, and equipping you to be servants of God, equipping you and me to be servants of God so that as we're equipped, the Word of God not only resides in our heart, but wherever we go, we release the Word of God from our heart 
to share a message of faith, hope, and love. To share a message of faith, hope, and love, which every person needs to hear. Every person needs to hear. And so my message last week was titled, Can't Get Enough of It, because you can never get enough of the Word of God. I've never met a person till today who said that I've got enough of the Word of God. I don't need it anymore. That's the lie. So today we're continuing with part two. And last week I said, why does it matter? Today I'm going to share on what the Word produces. What the Word produces. As you spend time in, in, as you spend time in reading the Word of God, as you take the Word of God in your life, there are a number of things that the Word of God produces and we're going to go and look over that this afternoon. The first thing is, you will grow in strength against temptation. You will grow in strength against temptation. The Bible says in 1 John 2:14, I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the Word of God abides in you. Notice those words there. Because you are strong, and the Word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Now John identifies with different groups within the congregation in, his let, in this letter. Okay, he's identifying with different groups, and over here he's writing, over here he, he you know, I mean, he writes to some who are older, he writes, to, he writes to some who are on a different path in their life, but here he's speaking specifically to young men. Okay, that doesn't mean that it does not apply to each of us. Okay, at this point in time, John is specifically speaking to young men. But notice what he says. The Word of God abides in you. The Word of God, as you spend time in it, it's going in your soul, it is setting in your inner life, and it remains there. What's the result of that? The result of that is you become strong. As much as you take in the Word of God, it's not only abiding in you, but it's giving you strength. So you become strong. He says, you started out like children. At one point in time, you were spiritual infants. You were spiritual infants. But now, even though you are still young, you are spiritually mature. No one's called to remain spiritually. No one's called to remain as an infant in the kingdom of God. Because as much as you take in the Bible and you spend time on the Word of God, that much you will grow. Am I speaking to someone today? If I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself also. As much as you take in, that's how much you will grow. As much as you take in, that's how much you will be able to give out. As much as you take in, that's how much of a blessing you will be. To the people around you. So he says you, he says the word of God abides in you as a result of that you are strong and now you have be, you're becoming mature and because of this, because you're becoming stronger, you're becoming mature, you have overcome the evil one. You have overcome the evil one. When Jesus was tempted on the mountain, what was his weapon of choice? 
What was his weapon of choice? Say it, say it, say it. There's no wrong answer. What was his weapon of choice? You want to take down the enemy? Get into the word of God. You want, you want, to, you, you, you want to break every stronghold in your life? I want you to know that you've got what it takes. As much as you get into the word of God, that, 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 as much as you get into the word of God, you not only become mature, you become stronger. And the stronger you get, the stronger you get, the more you are able to take down the enemy. You don't need, you don't need, you don't need to be physically strong. You don't need to try to figure out, oh my goodness, I'm a weakling. Look at me. Listen, God says you're still fearfully and wonderfully made. Look at God. Don't look at you. Look at God and say thank you. It's true that we need to work out and do things to keep fit in this time and age with a whole bunch of things available to us now. But listen, I'm talking about inner strength. I'm talking about being strengthened spiritually. As much as you take in the word of God, that's how strong you will be. That's how much stronger you'll be to take down the enemy. And your weapon against the enemy is the word of God. It's the word of God. You know, there are victories. There are victories over temptation in each of our lives. And as we do this, we will see those victories. We will see progress being made. We will see growth. And the reason is very simple. The reason is because the Word of God abides in you. Because the Word of God abides in you. That is why it's very important, you know, it's very important for families to find a place that is rooted in the Word of God. Not going to seek some sort of entertainment, but we want to create a place that is rooted in nothing else but the Word of God. Nothing else but the Word of God. Because the Word of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit and Jesus being our guide is more than enough to take us on towards greatness. Nothing else. Not fanfare, not great lights, not, not great sound, as much as all of these things are important. Those are things that we can use for the glory of God. But the source to everything is God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the word that we've been given. That's the source. You want to move on towards greatness? You want to see breakthrough and victory? You want to see God enabling you to speak into people's lives? The source is the Word of God. Is the Word of God. The second thing that I want to say is, what does it produce? You'll be able to overcome temptation. The second thing is, you will grow in effectiveness in prayer. You will grow in effectiveness in prayer. John 15, 7 says, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Just notice how effectiveness in prayer arises from the word abiding in your soul. If my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, 
and it will be done for you. The strength of our praying. We're on a fast right now. We're, we're, we're on a 21-day fast and pray. You know? And along with that, we've got, we've, 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 we've put down Bible reading. Why? Because we want to cover, we want to cover you from all sides. We want you to be strengthened on all sides. It's not only fasting and praying, but it's also getting into the Word of God and being strengthened so that you can go on to fast and pray. So that you can go on to fast and pray. Very often when you fast, the enemy comes, you know, and he tickles you like that. You know, he tickles you with that feather in your ear. You, can, you cannot do this. Come on, you're going to 21-day fast? You cannot. When was the last time you fasted? Come on, you want to fast? You want to fast off TV? Your favorite program? You want to, you want to go on a social media fast? You're not going to last a day. You're not going to last two days. But try going back to the Word of God. And the, word, the, the Bible reading plan that we've put out over these 21 days is not, reading, is not reading for doom and disaster. It's reading to encourage you, to give you courage, to build you up and to strengthen you. Try beginning with reading the chapter and then having those thoughts play in your ear. You take in the word, you feel stronger. And when you feel stronger, what you're able to do? You're able to bring down every stronghold of the enemy. You're able to bring down every stronghold of the enemy. My God says, I am more than able. I don't care what you have to say, but I find my strength in God and God alone. You may think that I'm not able to go on this fast. My God knows what I'm capable of. Your rightful place is under my feet because God is the head of my life and my household. Try doing it that way and see what happens. The strength of our praying shows how much Listen to me clearly when I say this. The strength of our praying shows how much or how little the Word of God dwells, abides, or remains in us. Shows how much or how little the Word of God dwells, remains, or abides in us. Your ability to pray well for your wife, for your kids, for your home, for your job, for your career, for your business, whatever it is, it all hangs on this. It all hangs on this. How effective you can be in your prayer life, how, if, how effective you need to be in your prayer life will come out of how much time you spend in the Word of God. Because listen, eventually, I mean, we need to pray out Scripture. We need to pray out scripture. We need to speak out scripture. As much as you take in scripture, that much you'll be able to pray it out. But if you're not taking scripture, whatever you'll be rattling, which is not bad, please don't get me wrong, whatever you'll be saying is out of yourself. And you don't have to, you don't have to keep repeating your prayers to God. One time is more than enough. 
in order for God to hear you, to listen to you, and to provide you with what you need. But the problem is we, we listen, whatever I say every week is me being in the same boat with you, okay, and learning from that. My goodness, I've been at that place where I'm like, God, please do this for me. Please do this for me. Please do this for me. Every single day. Please do this for me. Please do this for me. Please do this for me. And the more you pray the same point, the more you think God's not answering. Emma, wow, that's a good word there. The more you pray and you repeat the same point, the more you think God's not answering. The more you pray the same point, the more you fail to see what God is doing in other areas of your life. The more you fail to see breakthrough in other, in other areas of your life. It's hard. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. We're, all, we, we're, we're, we're work in progress. We are people who are desperate. At times, you desperately need a breakthrough. And I do understand that we keep going on, God, answer my prayer, answer my prayer, answer my prayer. You know, answer my prayer. But once is more than enough for God to answer. You know, there's so many scriptures from Genesis to Revelation covering up everything that needs prayer for in this world. The more you take in that scripture in your life and you, you allow it to settle in your heart, but the more you will, you, the more you will be able to not focus on the breakthrough that you need, trusting that God will make it happen, the more you will focus on what needs to be prayed out for. The more you will focus on what needs to be prayed for. The more you will speak scripture. It's okay if you don't really know what's happening in the world affairs. But your scripture that's being spoken from your mouth is more than able to, is more than able to deal with everything. You know, let me say this. When Paul was in prison, okay, when Paul was in prison, he did not have the Bible with him. But he wrote, the book of, he wrote the book of Philippians and he wrote, you know, he wrote all of these amazing epistles. And the book of Philippians is, is the book of joy. I mean, come on, Paul, you're in a prison cell. You're in the worst spot. How in the world you are writing, rejoice and rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. You know why? You know how? Because while Paul was out of prison, he kept taking in the word of God. Kept taking in the word of God. He kept taking in the word of God and that word was set in his heart. Which is why when he was in a difficult place, he was able to speak out and let out what encouraged him while he was in the world in a difficult place. That's why he was able to say, rejoice, rejoice. And again I say rejoice. That's what the Word of God does for us. It's not rocket science. Praise God for the little children. That's the joy. They are learning from kids' church. That's the joy that's set in their hearts. You know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying having people around you is bad. It's great. But very often, we look to what other people want to say into our situation rather than going and finding out the problem, rather than going and finding out the solution to our problem ourselves. 
It's not bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for fellowship. I'm all for having people around us. But God wants to speak to you every single day. Every single day. You will grow in wisdom and discernment. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Like I was just speaking just now and just saying, we live in a how-to culture. We live in a how-to culture in which many people are becoming more and more dependent on, on someone else telling them how to do things. On someone else telling them how to do things. Even the most basic things in life. Once the how-to, once the how-to thing takes root in your mind, in your mind, it can be quite paralyzing. It can be quite paralyzing. You lose confidence. You feel like you will mess things up unless and, un unless and until someone else walks along with you and tells you what you need to do. Which is why the Bible has a great answer to this. It's called wisdom. It's called wisdom. A rich and regular diet of the Word of God will increase your wisdom. It's amazing how companies today, secular companies, okay, a lot of companies around the world look to the Bible and take out principles from the Word of God to run their companies. Now, these are not people who, who've had an encounter with God, but a lot of people that I've heard of take principles from the Word of God to run their companies because in that there's great wisdom. And it's wisdom that's not coming from anywhere else but from the throne of God. From the throne of God. Like I said, a rich and regular diet of the Word of God will increase your wisdom. The Bible is the Word of God. It comes from the mind of God. Thinking God's thoughts after Him is the best way to grow in wisdom in every area of your life. Let me say that again. Thinking God's thoughts after Him is the best way to grow in wisdom in every area of your life. The fourth point, you will grow in usefulness to others. I'm reading the same portion of Scripture. I've just broken it down. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. This is a healthy church in action. This is a healthy church in action. God's people are feeding on His Word. It dwells in them richly. And as they speak about their lives, they are able to help each other to see how the Bible, how the Word of God relates to the various circumstances of their lives. Someone says, I'm really struggling with my 13-year-old daughter. I'm really struggling with my son. I'm really struggling in this area of finances. I'm really struggling in, I'm really struggling in this area and that area and this area and that area. I'm really struggling. Someone else comes alongside them and says, here's what I learned from Scripture that has helped me. Here's the principle that I applied. Here's the principle that I applied. 
you will grow in usefulness to others. You will grow in usefulness to others. Not only are God's people able to teach one another, they are able to admonish one another. That is, they can spot where someone is straying down a wrong path and allow them to come back on the right track. Allow them to come back on track. This kind of mutual ministry in the body of Christ is what's needed. The Word of God that we read, the Word of God that we spend time in is not just for ourselves. It is first for ourselves. And then through what God has spoken to us, what God has encouraged us, what God has strengthened us, what God has strengthened us with, we take it and we give it to others. This is what I read. I'm so encouraged. I really believe this word is for you and it can encourage you as well. How many of you have been in that place where you received an encouraging word from someone else? I'm pretty sure even if you haven't put your hands, I know most of us have. Most of us have. It's all from the Word of God. All from the Word of God. Just think, if you as a person choose to fall in love with the Word of God all over again, get into the Word of God and go more deeper, how much more useful can you be to the next person? How much more of an influence and an impact you can have on someone else's life? How much more? At the end of the day, we are all called to be a blessing and to make a difference in people's lives. But how much more when we are rooted in the Word of God? My last and final point is, you will grow in joy and thanksgiving. You will grow in joy and thanksgiving. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God with thankfulness in your hearts to God. A rich diet of the Word of God always, always, always produces more joy and thanksgiving in the lives of God's people than if you drift through life with your Bible being closed. Spiritual life is found and is nourished. Spiritual life is found and it is nourished by the Word of God. But if you ask, if you ask people the question, where is spiritual life found? you are likely to find three different answers. The first is the religious answer. The religious answer is surround by people, get yourself surrounded by people and they will feed you. You don't need to do anything else. As long as you're around with people, you are okay, you are safe, you will be fine. That's what the Pharisees believed. Like I said, I really believe that fellowship is really important. It's really important to the spiritual life but it is not the source to the spiritual life. The second we have is the secular or the psychological answer. I, me, and myself, I know best what needs to be done. The answer lies within me. I don't need anybody else. The answer lies within me. That is why so many Christians rarely read the Bible. Because they think the answer lies within them. They've bought into secular psychology and they feel that the source of life lies within them. But the third one, the biblical or the theological answer, says that spiritual life is found and fed from the Word of God. You have been born again through the living and abiding Word of God. 
Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Your word is truth. We believe in the biblical and theological answer. What is our responsibility? The Bible says in Colossians 3.16, let the word of God dwell in you richly. What is our responsibility? I want to say this to you today, this afternoon. Let the word of God, let the word of God be the, be, be, let the word of God be the honored welcome guest of your life. Let the word of God be the honored welcome guest of your life. Let the word of God live with you. Let it remain in you. The, <clears throat> the word of God can dwell in the life of a Christian, in the life of a believer in various degrees. Let there be plenty of the word of God in your life. In your life. Give the word of God an honored and prominent place. Just as Paul was able to draw strength from the Word of God and allow that Word to be inside him during difficult times. That was not just something limited to 2,000 years ago. That is more than able to happen today in your life. For kids, you're struggling in your studies. You're struggling with your tests, assessments, exams. Get into the Word of God. Get into the Word of God. And God will give you wisdom to change the way you're doing things to a better way of doing it. And God will give you wisdom to become the best that you're called to be. If you're struggling in any other area, get into the Word of God. Not just in good times, but take so much of it in that when you are in a difficult situation and you, know what, you don't know what to do, whom to call, speak out the Word and change your environment and transform the situation around you. Transform the situation around you. Like I said last week, how are you going to do this? I said it last week, I'm going to say it again today. Make Sunday service your priority. Make Sunday service your priority. You know, our Sunday service starts at 12.30. It doesn't start at 12.50. Ouch. The truth hurts. But it's the truth that will set you free. And that truth comes from the Word of God. I hate going to a movie late. You can ask my wife. I like the trailers as well. Come to church early. Our church service does not start at 12.50. Our church service does not end at 12.50. If you value, if you value God, you value the people of God, let's be in this together. I'm seeing this in love. I've been there at those church services where I've gone where the word has just started. And I've been rebuked. I got upset, but I know it was done in love. And I received it. And my life has become better. I'm seeing this in love. We're in this together. Make Sunday service your priority. Join a hangout. Yeah, come on. Give it. 
and keep the group centered in the word of God. Join a hangout. Many a times we say, no one calls me, no one's there for me, no one does this for me, no one does that for me. If you're part of a hangout, it becomes your small family and they will forever be there for you in good times and bad times. We've had stories that we've watched in this, in this same place and every story has echoed, my hangout has been there for me during the tough times. I'm saying it for you. We're doing this for you because we love you so much. And more than us loving you, God loves you more. God loves you more. Join a hangout. And the last thing, not in, not in the same particular order, but I'll just put it down. Establish a pattern of daily reading. Establish a pattern of daily Bible reading and meditation. Establish a pattern. Whether it's five minutes, whether it's ten minutes, God is more than able to speak to you and change your entire day, even in the first minute. Even in the first minute. But we've got to start somewhere. We've got to start somewhere. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly. It will bring spiritual life, it will bring spiritual strength, and it will produce spiritual growth. That's what the Word of God does. Can you stand with me as we close? You know, we're on this, it's not an accident that we are on this fast and spending time in prayer during this series. It wasn't planned that way. It just happened. We decided the series first, and then, God, and then we felt God speaking to us of going on a fast. You know, and it's so amazing that we're, we're, we're talking about the Unshakable Foundation, and we're on this fast, and we're praying, we're equipping ourselves, we're strengthening ourselves so that we don't, go worn, we don't get worn out during this fast. You know, it's not an accident. Everything is ordained by God. But my encouragement to you today is to get into the Word of God. It's not just another book. It is the Word of God. There is life in the Word of God. You might have situations that are dead today, but the Word of God is more than able to speak life into your dead situation. Let's pray. Before I pray, I uh, just wanted to also say that uh, we, we've got a guest speaker uh, next week. Uh, we've got a guest speaker next week. I was going to say something else. We've got a guest speaker next week. Uh, please be on time. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Listen, listen. You know, we, yeah, we, we, we honor God first, and we also need to honor the man of God. We need to honor the man of God. He's preparing to bring God's word to you. We need to honor that. We need to honor our worship leaders, our worship team, who lead us into God's presence. We need to honor, we need to honor, we need to honor the production team who comes in way early, way early to set up everything so that you can have an amazing God encounter. Our volunteers, our people standing at the door to welcome you. We need to honor everyone. Kids Church, projection team, everyone. We need to honor. You know, give honor and you'll receive honor. That's not me. That's from the Word of God. That's from the Word of God. Give honor where honor is due. So we've got a guest speaker in person next week. And I, I, I believe it's going to be great. Uh, we do have our prayer teams at the back. 
ready to pray for you. But let's pray right now and close this service. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray, Lord, that each and every one of us, myself included, would fall so much more in love with your word, would take time out, would take time out every single day, willing to even start somewhere. We, may, we might have not started, but let today be a new day. Let today be the beginning of an amazing journey. Even if it's five minutes, Lord, you are more than able to speak to us. And I pray, Lord, that each one of us would make a commitment in our hearts that we're going to spend time in your word daily. We want to hear from you daily. And we want to make it a priority in order to build this relationship with you. In order to build this relationship with you. We want to get into your word. We make it a priority, Lord. We want to make it a priority from today. I pray, Lord, that you'd strengthen everyone. I pray that you'd strengthen every person, even as they make this commitment today. You'd give them the grace. You'd give them the grace. We pray, Lord, that your joy will be their strength. We come against every negative, every negative word, every lie of the enemy, every plan of the enemy towards them as they begin on this journey. And we pray, Lord, that as they begin, Father God, whether it's today or they fall in love with it all over again, I pray, Father God, that through your word, they will see breakthrough, they will see healing, they will see deliverance, they will see restoration, and everything, Father God, that you have in store for them through your word. I pray that every person will have a phenomenal week. We pray, Father God, that whatever it is that they're looking for, you would bless them. They're going out and they're coming in will be blessed. And even as, we are through, even as we're going through the second week of this fast, you will strengthen us, you will encourage us, and use us to be a blessing to others around us as well. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you all. Have a phenomenal week.